All right. Well, everybody else, thank you for sticking around for our public show discussion. <laughs> Maple and Vine. Uh, this is one of the ways we uh, get the chance to engage with our audiences about the shows we do and why and how we do them. Thank you to this calf for sticking around on a Tuesday night to talk about the show a little bit. Start by introducing ourselves and what we play in the show. Um, my name is Kelly Ehlert and I was Helen and Jenna, even though no one ever says her name. And you were the woman. And I was the woman screaming. <laughs> I'm James McHale and I played Roger and Omar. Jennifer Ruckman, I played Kathy. Oh, I had a uh, concept and an idea of what was happening. I really thought that was really interesting how you kind of switched like the future to black and white and then this is all color kind of like an opposite of like Pleasantville and stuff like that. Um, and I, I guess I got from what I got from it was it's basically you're saying that the future is is more simple simple and easy because of the of things and it's more complicated in there. Was I right about that or or how, how what did you think of what did you what did you think about it? Um, whoever has an answer for that. <laughs> I think, I think the idea, uh, you're, you're absolutely right to notice that, yes, the present contemporary modern world is, was the one that was presented in black and white. Um, and then when we went to the 50, 1955, it was full of color, so that was absolutely accurate. Um, I think the idea was to make the modern world, the contemporary world, feel a little more chaotic and more cold. And then when we get to the 50s, it's much more warm and vibrant. Um, so yeah, that was that was definitely a choice. No, I don't think necessarily um, saying that the modern world is more simple. I think we're actually trying to say that the that fifty five would be maybe the more simple time. Right. But I think that also although it's like that, it, it almost is like if it's simple or it's not simple, it doesn't matter. There's still problems. Right. You know, like so. There's this like there, it, the modern world. I, know, I guess it is like a little simpler. It's easier as human communication. Yeah, it's like yeah. easier, but it's not better. So I, I could like I could definitely see that, but I don't know. But not simple as because it's definitely more complicated. They were like in certain ways, like technologically, that were like affecting y'all. But <laughs> you're absolutely right about that irony, right? Like he mentions it, or. Dan, not here. He mentions in his speech about right. how the fifties. You don't have to live in black and white. Right, right. You know, there were in color, and you know, yeah, talking about the black and white and pictures, and but the modern world is what's being presented as black and white. So yeah. I have a question for you, Mr. McHale. Mr. Uh, you, I mean, you get to play some, in my opinion, thoroughly unpleasant individuals with the. <laughs> No, well, you're ah. playing the you're playing because when you're you're with her when she's at work, you're with him when he's at work, right. and in both cases, you're really not very nice to either of them. And you're so, nasty. Uh, I, think I'm, I think I'm nice to him. No, no, not the end. Not when he pisses you off. Yeah, yeah. He blackmails me. <laughs> and that's he's fair. Being first, right? <laughs> but do you think that I mean was. I don't, Sorry, was that, totally no, I'm just wondering, was that accidental, or do you think that that says any, is that supposed to say anything about the working environment of then versus her, whatever now she's existing in, with her weird thumb-sucking thumb thing going on, or? It's a really interesting question. I don't know if that's supposed to, to mean anything. I mean, I think that's really kind of interesting observation. I, I think... That uh, you know, my characters in sort of in both places are, are in a way the antagonists. Definitely in the second act is Roger, right? And the first act is much smaller, 
tell apart, but definitely antagonizing her. I'll definitely represent part of what she's trying to escape, you know. Um, Which is weird because she's the boss in her mm-hmm. environment, so. Mm-hmm. At least she is the first Right. It's yeah. too that they, they choose to show like work life in both yeah. eras, and that they, they are different. I mean, I think that's just an interesting like, mirror to, to show change. Right. And in both cases, that character that's at work is gay, and one, he's very kind of openly gay, mm-hmm. and the other one, he has to be completely in the closet, right? So. Um, I think that's definitely intentional because you're showing that work, that workplace, you know, environment at different times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just another question for you about your character. Do you think that he's the the character in 1955, uh, and his stu- the stuff that he says about the race and everything? Do you think that he's just having fun and being in the character, or do you think that he's actually like that? I think it's the character who's playing the role. Okay. I think that's part of when he comes later when he talks about how he feels ugly. You know what I mean? He's, he's uh, all the time. You know, he's been playing the role for a long time and just hates it. You know what okay. I mean? As it's come to hate. I think it. I think at a certain point for the character, uh, I think he enjoyed sort of playing this fun character, and then it just kind of became got old pretty quickly. You know, so. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's actually a, a racist. That's how I it. I think that he fires back when he fires back at him in that scene. There's some, you know what I mean. He's using racism because he can in this world to get back at him for right. get you know playing the the sexual card at him. You know what I mean? Because he's a black male. So, and that moment, he's probably, you know, maybe. More authentic, you know what I mean? Because yes. of the anger. But, right. yeah. They know it's hard to, I mean, that's right. what they can yeah. do. So. Yeah. Does it, no, wait, actually, Ryu or, uh, sorry. Um, do you think that it, because Ryu knows that it's pretend, it's 1955, do you think that it hurts him that same way as it would if he were in his doctor's office and somebody said something like that to him? Yeah. Um, for me personally, I just try to take it in for what it is. Because I think, you know, there is that excuse that they're playing the role of the 50s. But, I mean, if, if, when it comes down to racist comments like that, it kind of is what it is. And I think it's more of, it's not, to me, it's like not playing the role. It's more now that that barrier is gone, like you're allowed to be crude. It's just what's in there is kind of coming out because it came out for a reason, right? It's out because it was in here, mm-hmm. not because of I can do it, but this, or not because I should do it because it's 1955, but it's more like I can do it, so I will do it, and I feel like that's how I should do it. So it's pretty similar to how I think Rue would feel whether it's 2014 or 1955 because that's how I feel at the moment. Okay. Um, uh, at, the, at the end, it's for you, you, that look you gave at that very end. Um, I, the, the entire t- time I was pretty much clear on what I was looking at and what I saw, but when I, you kind of have this very undecided kind of look, to, at least that's what I, what I saw at the very end. So it's making me think, do you really enjoy it here? Or if you do enjoy it here, maybe not for very long. <laughs> and maybe we go, you might go very soon. 
what what is what what is really going on there between behind your face? <laughs> no, um, I think your question was sort of wanting me to give a more like definite answer, and but I think that's perfect. I don't think that by the ending moment, I don't think I've completely decided whether or not I'm going to leave or stay, but that it's that like okay, now there's still problems here, and what have I given up for this? And, you know, either era you live in, you sacrifice stuff, and sort of coming to the realization that it didn't just magically make everything better. <laughs> and also, it's Alina, right? Yes. Alina also mentioned to me when he came out, she's like, so you're just going to keep your kid and raise it in like 1955 as right? well? Yeah, so the kid thing is also very <laughs> tricky. <laughs> It's an extra factor in yeah. too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's something to, at least thinking about Clay, so this is not her character, so maybe that's her own decisions, but um, <laughs> thinking about the play, I think there's something interesting about Katha dreaming, that that last dream and having um, the dance between you know, <laughs> Roger and Dean, and having that really kind of tender moment between them is one of the last things that she sees, you know, and then there's the baby, right? I think there's potential to look at that and go, am I raising a child in the, in the right world? You know, am I raising a child in a place where that's not okay? You know what I mean? Where, and she knows that for her, being raised in a contemporary modern time where maybe that is, should be okay. So, you know, there's interesting questions to be asked. Well, what I'm just wondering about Kathy is, I mean, she doesn't seem to have that many there's not an external problem that she's battling at the end of the show it seems like because i mean you can well you can say you have problems you know my my first child passed away i hate my job this that the other thing but ultimately it seems like she her external problem if there is one it is just depression am i i mean no not to belittle depression no, no, i'm no, just no. saying it seems is that the is that her main issue here because she got to this place she went through all the battles we're at the end everything see i mean her husband is moving up in the world everything seems to be great but she's still having issues it, do you think it's just that she's depressed and that she needs medical help with that or what at the very end yes uh well no i think it's more the sort of the stuff ta that we've just been talking about, like how do you raise the kid there, the the, the struggle with the, the choice that she's made to come here and how that will long-term affect their family and, uh, and not being sure if that's the right choice. Um, I think that, yeah, I think things have gotten a lot better because I think in the first act, one of the biggest problems is their marriage is not going well <laughs> and um, this is an attempt to fix that and and things are going better but then it's they have the kid and how is that gonna work and 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 yeah like there's all these really great things about the society but at what cost you're saying like at the cost of having to I mean he's moving up which is great but there's gonna be a ceiling because he's a minority and he's only gonna be able to go so far and you know are we going to teach our kid that they should be against gay relationships? Are we going to, I, mean, I think all of that is just coming to like, oh shit, what have I done? And was it the right choice? 
As far as the depression thing, I think that what these characters are doing is trying to fix and escape rather than deal with. So that depression comes up way more easily in the real world. I mean, yeah, the real world. In the SDO, it's a little bit easier to deal with. It's a little more because you have a role and you know how you're supposed to do and act and look and be and all that. So, but it's still an external, it's still like not dealing with yourself. It's still putting, playing that role, faking it. So it's probably, you know, Dean could do it for 10 years or however long and then he left, you know? It's not fixing it. So I think that is really interesting that um, it, and it goes back to the people are just people thing. Like in, no matter what era you are, um, if you're not looking within yourself to find your own happiness, if you're trying to find it out there in the world with stuff and things and blah, 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 everything, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, <laughs> it's not going to work, you know? So, I mean, that's what I think. Just yes. Uh, yeah, I actually wanted to. I had a question for you, sir, and I did have a question for you. Just to be clear, did you're not the head of the authenticity organization at the end of the show anymore, are you? Uh, no. That's that. Kathy, probably not. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, that, but that hasn't happened yet. I mean, let me help you with the answer. Right. It's no. It's, <laughs> so no. <laughs> yeah. There's no. It's, it wouldn't be appropriate for her to be. Okay. But, so. but that didn't happen. You know, like that's not in the play. But that's what's implied. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I thought you were. I thought you were helping her get back on her feet. So was that all disingenuous? And that wasn't no, no, real. No, no. helping her get, get back, back on her feet. But to I'm, stay in the society. She'll, yeah, so she'll be able to stay here, and after an appropriate amount of time has passed for her mourning, then she can come back to the committee, which I will have been running in the meantime. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, at least for me, at an outside perspective, I don't. I think, I think Catherine Rue supplant Dean Ellen. Yes. yes. So even if she comes back in five months, she's not coming back to take over. It's, right. You no, can I come back and you can now. you can yeah. sit at yeah. a table oh, while okay. right. She'll she be a part of it, but she won't be running. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb widow. Oh, now you're just a widow. You're not the perfect couple. Yeah. I just have, I just have one more question. Uh, are you so at the end? I mean, I, you're making huge sacrifices for her, but are you totally fine with this at the end? With all of this baby and 1955 and everything? Uh, the way I see it, not entirely. I think temporarily, because it kind of goes back to what you were saying before, and I think you meant when you said the word depression. Because um, the way I look at it, Rue isn't depressed in the first act. Everything that's hurting me is from his wife, from uh, Catherine. And being in the SDO, all those issues are almost solved. Like in Act One, we're not even making love, and we're not even kissing, or any, we're not having any kind of physical intimacy. That's fixed by going to the SDO. We have a baby, which is essentially one of the most important things to me. We have that. And I feel like the man of the house. That's another thing. And um, I think those are like quick fixes. I don't think Rue's depressed, but I think it's all like um, I'm reacting and responding from her depression. 
And as long as she's not completely happy, I don't think Rue is completely happy. So I don't think he's settled in, you know. And I don't think Rue's dumb, so I think he'll catch on that she's not. You know, like the way I think you gave a great profound face too at the end <laughs> where, and I'm sure he's like, in due time, Rue will catch on to that, you know, because I totally agree personally when it comes to depression, when you rely on these external factors like place, time, music, it's not going to fix it because there's something inside that needs to be fixed or filled, you know, like to me, I think it's spiritual, but that's my personal opinion. So I, I don't think it's a long-term investment. Thank you guys for sticking around That's for a very interesting talk that. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Please tell your friends about it.